99.9 The Fan. Feature presentation. Burns loads up, Jarvis with the stick out in front. And everything's coming up Seth here tonight. Well, have a Jarvalicious night, Seth Jarvis. He's going to get his first goal of the evening, complimenting his two very fine assists. Live from Backyard Bistro in Raleigh, this is Kane's Corner on 99.9 The Fan. Presented by Storm Brew. Now here's your host, Mike Maniscalco. Let's just get this out of the way. Our guest is Seth Jarvis, everybody, if you didn't know. Oh, boy. Want to get this out of the way. What, about 14, 15 days from now? Happy birthday, Seth. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. So go back about three years ago. You're coming into camp for the Carolina Hurricanes. Did you ever think that there would be a point where three years later, you're second on the team in points, tied for the lead in goals, and you walk into a restaurant in Raleigh, North Carolina, a place you've never been before, <laughs> and the entire place is chanting your name in a facsimile of it? <laughs> never in a million years would I. Maybe the hockey stuff, but not this. This is unbelievable. This is pretty sweet. All right, so let's get to the hockey stuff first uh, with – this team and, and what's been going on and, and for you, one of the things that you have, have shown this year, you can move up and down the lineup. You can play with anybody that, that's out there. And your latest uh, line mates of Jordan Stahl and Jordan Martinuk, you guys have been clicking. You're throwing sauce around like an Italian grandmother that Jordan Martinuk is scoring. Uh, I can say that last name. So we're set on that. But about that combination to, to play with that duo, is do you have to change your game at all? Or is it literally now you're to the point in your career, you just have to do what you do, and there's no changing to fit in with anybody anymore. A little bit of both. The Jordans are a ton of fun to play with. It's been it's been great. I think uh, obviously every line plays different. So coming playing mostly with Fishy, and then back with Jordan and, and Jordan, I guess uh, is fun. I did have to change. It was a little bit of an adjustment period just because different players. It's obvious, but I mean it's been a ton of fun. It's nice that. Uh, I feel like they kind of want me to have the puck, which is kind of cool, and it's fun that way. They pass it to me, so it's been it's been great. Are you saying that perhaps when you're playing with Fishy doesn't like passing the puck all the time, so <laughs> me and him go at it about it. Um, now you're on different lines. I know, and you now can keep challenging exactly. him. So, yeah, exactly. uh, but th this team really caught fire. And the, the funny thing is, if you looked at it, and you know because you're in it just because you're not getting the results doesn't mean that the team wasn't playing well. You just didn't get the result. You know, it's a weird game at times. It can be a bounce. It can be a goalie. But uh, just coming off of a streak, seven wins uh, and and one overtime shootout loss. So you get points in eight straight before. Uh, now you get to start it all over again on Friday when Detroit comes to town. But what was clicking? I know the obvious answer is the puck was going in the net for the team. But what was clicking during that point streak for you guys? I think we were all playing. We weren't kind of veering away from our game. I think when we were struggling, guys were trying to do their own thing. The team was kind of going in separate ways. I think now it's pretty cohesive. Everyone's kind of doing the same thing, and we're getting success. So I, I think it's going to continue. I know that sounds cliche, but in hockey, is that the it's the important thing? You can't go off script. You can't try to, to be a hero. It, it, the team has to play the right way, and if you do that, you get the results. Yeah, it's not like basketball where one or two guys winning you a game or football where you have a good quarterback, you have a good team. This takes a bunch of people, and so when you're not on the same page, you can kind of see why it struggles, and it, it's tough to win. 
And there was the talk at the start of the season. I don't know if you paid attention to it or not, but the team was picked to win the Stanley Cup. Is there anything added to you? Anybody think about that? Does that come up or it's just like, that's a good thing that people think that we should win the whole thing at the end of the year? Yeah, we have those expectations of ourselves. I think you want to be the top dog. You want to be the guy everyone wants to take down. So it's been awesome. I think uh, obviously probably people feel a little bit differently now, but everything in our dressing room has been the same. It's been, we, we plan to win, we want to win, we expect to win, and it's been great. And uh, as far as this team has been going, there's always that next man up mentality, and there's been some injuries this year. It hasn't really sidetracked the team at all. I think that's when you take a look at if it's a goaltender who has to step up and Piotr Kochetkov, and now Auntie Ranta's got his game back. And uh, is there a nicer human being on planet Earth than Auntie Ranta? That's question one. No, not at all. I don't know if you guys have ever met him. He is the best person ever. I've never seen him not smiling or, or not happy. And um, who played Santa Claus for him this year? Nobody. The kids didn't make it out to Christmas this time, so I didn't have to dress up as Santa. Uh, I know I was disappointed too. I wanted to, I wanted to hang out with them, but uh, yeah, they they went to bed early. There is still there's a question of you on like a tricycle or a big wheel in his garage that we've never gotten to the bottom of. What was going on for that? Where you were waiting to come in as Santa? Were you? It's a sleigh, not a not a big wheel. Yeah, it's still fun. Just don't mess around. I got time to kill. I got, I got nothing else going on. I just mess around on the. I think it was a. I think it was like a three wheel kind of thing. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, it's it's you know the internet's forever now. Exactly, so it's, out, it's there. out there now. You can find it. Yeah, if you if you look, you can you can find it now. As far as as this team is concerned, though, we're at the the halfway point of the season. Actually, you've you've crossed it. Is there anything? Do you look at five game segments? When do you start looking at? All right, this is the standings. This is where we're at. Is there? Do you let yourself do that? Does the team do that, or it's it's something where it literally is all you're concerned about is Detroit on Friday night? I think all we're concerned about is Detroit. We know how tight our division is, how hard it is to kind of gain space and and move away from everyone in our division. So we're just focused on winning every game we can and making it hard for teams to catch us and hopefully us catch the Rangers. All right. So there's a couple of things I just want to talk about the hockey here specifically in Raleigh, North Carolina, because, you know, growing up in Winnipeg, I don't know how much you knew of this fan base or what it was like, but now you've had a full taste of it. I do want to go back to last year, though, the outdoor game at Carter Finley. Have you ever? <laughs> Does this mean you guys want another one? Yeah. <laughs> I know you'd like to. Play uh, that'd make one. two of us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, is there anything that you can put into words? And I mean, other than winning the whole thing, uh, as far as a hockey experience goes, or winning a championship, is there anything that you can can you think back to that night, or was it just such a blur that everything that happened? But I mean, that I think everybody who was here who was at the game or watched it, that was the singular best event that has happened here outside of game seven when the team won the cup. Yeah, that was, that was unbelievable. I think uh, the people I've talked to who work in the hockey world have been to winter classics before said that was the best one by far, best one they've ever ran, best production, everything. So I thought it was incredible being, be able to be a part of it. I mean, I'll never forget that. It's something that will hold with me forever, but yeah, hopefully the Stanley cup party is better than that, but that's uh, it's a tough one to top. <laughs> Oh, well done right hey, there. Hey, can you, but can you enjoy that moment or are you caught up in the, well, we got a game to play. You know, we have to beat it. It's great that we have this, but if we don't beat the Capitals, it's, it's not going to be as fun. Yeah. You wanted to win that game real yeah. bad, but I mean, it was hard not to be caught up in that. I think, especially when you're walking out, it's like a 40 yard walk or whatever from our dressing room. And then you stand out there, the planes fly over all the fireworks and stuff for the anthem. It was, it was unbelievable. And then, yeah, you kind of clue in, oh, I probably should try to win this game and, and focus on <laughs> hockey. 
and, and luckily that did happen. Yeah, Everybody we focused in, and yeah, we did. the Canes won. That's a big, a big accomplishment. And by the way, folks, there is supposedly another outdoor game coming to Raleigh. We don't have the date, but that's what the commissioner said. We'll hold him to his word one of these days. Sure, that face says it all. Thank God we're streaming on TV too. Um, but you, you've had playoff games here now, and. Everybody always will talk about that there is a different level. Have you found that, like, you know, your first playoff experience? I mean, you were put through the ringer, man. You're <laughs> taking a puck in the teeth. You're getting hit everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's at, at some point, it's you're like, oh, can we please just not have Seth have a shift where something bad happens to him? But when you go through the playoffs like that, do you now you're, – you're expecting to go there again, you're expecting to go there three years in a row. Does – how you prepare for it change, how you look at it. I know that I'm trying to put you in this, but how did the playoffs from your first experience to your second experience change? A little, a little wiser, a little smarter, yeah. what goes into it? A whole lot smarter, I think. Um, I mean, my first playoffs out, you're just ramped on adrenaline, and you're just trying to go out there a million miles an hour and hit everything that moves. I think you see first game, every playoffs is just an, a war. It's not even really hockey. It's just everyone hitting each other. But So that's basically how I approached it my first year. And like you said, I took some beatings for it. I'm not – that big of a dude, so it's tough for me. <laughs> but I think the second year, uh, I had a different role on the team. I think I was I was more elevated into a scoring role than I was before. So it was just having fun and playing my game and not trying to deteriorate from from uh, everything going on and all the noise outside, but still uh, having that kind of playoff edge and, and playing hard. You brought up a point that a lot of guys who've gone through it have said is the first round is actually the hardest yeah. because of how physical it is. And is that, from your answer, I guess it is the, the case, but you went to the conference final. Is it when you get to the conference final, the adrenaline's gone. Now it's you got to find something else to get you going. Yeah, you're digging deep at that point. Like first round, yeah, adrenaline. It is the hardest round for sure. Anything can happen. It's it's an all-out war. It's it's awful, but it's a lot of fun. And then when you get to the yeah second, third round, you realize how close you are. And last year really sucked because we were one playoff series away from playing in the Stanley Cup final. So it was tough to go that far and have it end like that. But it keeps you motivated. It's it's fun. You you realize how close you were, but still how far you really had to go. And is that something, uh, again, when we bring it back to this year and this team, there's no panic in this team because you guys know what you have in, in the locker room, in the leadership for you. Um, you're, you're becoming a veteran soon. I mean, you're going to be all of 22 <laughs> yep, years old exactly. coming up on February 1st. <laughs> I mean, the, the good years are behind you now, Seth, I hate to tell you. <laughs> but um, is, it, is it one of those things where, you know, sitting in, in that locker room, the leaders, the guys who are there, they know when to talk. And, and when things – everybody has our opinions outside of it, but you're, you're in there. Are you like, nobody worry about this. We, we've got this. It's fine. Yeah, there's a bunch of different voices. You have guys like Bernsey, Jordo, guys have been there f for forever. They're old, so they've been around for a long time. <laughs> and then you have younger guys like Svetch has played for a long time, but he's not very old, so he has a kind of a different opinion, Fishy, those guys. So you have a bunch of different voices you can listen to, which is really helpful, especially as a young guy coming up. You can listen to pick and choose what you listen to. I don't listen to a whole lot, but uh, it's fun. It's fun to be in that locker room. And yeah, like Mike was saying, there's not a lot of panic. I think when even when we're going through that tough stretch, everyone hated losing, but there was never a sense of, oh, we're the season down the drain, oh, we're giving up or whatever. It was always, we can win. We know we can win. We know what we have. And uh, just kind of pushing through the tough times. Uh, speaking on behalf of the old generation, it's aged, not old. old. Just so you know, they're aged <laughs> players now. Uh, but is it is it easier for you now And for people who've never been around Seth Jarvis, I think you know he's very shy. He's introverted. Hard to get him out of his shell. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have some hard hitting questions here on 
Today's uh, Kane's Corner Live from the Backyard Bistro with Seth Jarvis. Whenever we say his name, that's when he's here. Yeah, yeah, get it going. Um, I mean, you came in, you hit the ground running, you're you. And I think that that's what has helped you. Um, I'm not trying to be a psychologist here, but you came in, you didn't change who you were. You talked right away. You, you could yap with guys. But has it become easier now that you're into it? Or it's like you're, you were the same guy you were as when you're 18, 19, walking into that locker room? Yeah, I'm probably a little bit louder than I was. I think <laughs> the first, my first couple months on the team, I didn't say much. I just kind of made sure I didn't step on anyone's toes and piss anybody off. Now I make everyone mad and step on everyone's toes. But it's it's fun. I think I'm, I just really appreciate everyone accepting me for being loud, being outgoing, and, and kind of having fun. It's, it's pretty easy because you see a lot of hockey players are kind of all the same, kind of strict, whatever boring so i tried to switch it up a little bit and have a little bit more fun and uh it's been accepted especially with you guys accepted with a great response i really appreciate so, yeah. i'd say that they've accepted you like I right away it, yeah. i mean it's, you you didn't you didn't go into the the shallow end of the pool you jumped right off of a high dive i just wanted to see if i could swim yeah uh, i think you can we found that out but it's that when you talk about it the dynamic of a locker room can be so weird in hockey as you mentioned and he is right. I mean, hockey players give the most boring interviews in the history of the world. Um, just watch any intermission interview of all time. I mean, you're coming off the ice after a 60-second yeah, shift, and then, time. yeah, uh, you know, you're not going to go in-depth about uh, anything that's going on in the world. But um, you got to have loud guys in the locker room, right? you got to have that mix. So we know that that's your personality. You brought it. We, I think we're all familiar with Jordan Martin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, was when you saw that, is that kind of something where you're like, okay, all right, you can, you can, you can have a voice like this in, in a locker room in the NHL. Yeah, exactly. He's the forefront of it. He was here way before me doing that stuff and, and having a blast. So seeing him being able to do that and see how, how well loved he is uh, within the team uh, only helped me and feel more confident being myself. And then I'm not trying to take away from everything he's done and the way he acts. I'm just trying to be my own person, but it's kind of funny how, we're both from Western Canada, both born in Manitoba and kind of have similar personalities. So it's kind of cool how that all works out. Better front man for Nickelback, him or you? Him. He, he owns that one. <laughs> he, he, he ran that. <laughs> so if uh, you're, as we talked about, you're, you've got your two, not new line mates now, but your two line mates, I would imagine with Sebastian and Tavo or, you know, Andre, whoever that would be, your, your combinations, you were probably leading some of the, the talk on the bench. Do you get any words – Thankfully, there's Jordan Stahl. Yeah. I was going to ask, is there, do you get any words in edgewise when Jordan Martinook is one of your line mates? Yeah, me and Marty go at it all the time. <laughs> it's sometimes about hockey, sometimes not about hockey. Uh, just having fun. I think that's when we both play our best is when we're both having fun. So it's it's easy to keep positive with him. And then, yeah, Jordan's kind of there to make sure we're focused and focus on the game, the task at hand or whatever. But it's uh, it's been an absolute blast. Does he threaten to turn the car around if you two don't stop talking? Sometimes I think he wants to punch <laughs> both of us, mostly me. But it's been uh, it's been great with him. Well, it's been great having Seth Jarvis wearing a Carolina Hurricanes uniform. And coming up, we'll find a little bit more about that, about the journey, how you got here, um, finding out some driving tips from you that uh, that got out here on the internet this week. Yeah. If you didn't hear it, oh, trust me, you're going to want to find out about. Um, when you should try to attempt to burn out in the parking lot at PNC Arena. That is what we call a tease, everybody, but uh, no teasing the ability here. Seth Jarvis is our guest here. 15 goals, 18 assists, 33 points. 
He's going to Mexico, even though Toronto is lovely. That is no. fine. We're going to hear. I mean, you already paid for Mexico, yep, right? Can't get it back. Can't get it back. Can't get it back, folks. Uh, but don't worry. We'll be right back here. It is the Canes Corner, live from the Backyard Bistro, brought to you by R&D Brewing and Storm Brew, here on 99.9 The Fan. Aho doesn't win the draw. McCabe will get to it. Trying to get it in deep, but Burns cut it off. He'll turn it to Aho and the Canes. Get it to Svechnikov. Cutting out front. They score! Seth Jarvis right down Main Street. And the power play is on fire. Well, welcome back to Canes Corner here at the Backyard Bistro. Our special guest is Seth Jarvis. We got some hockey talk to get into a few other things. Uh, that was a power play goal that kind of uh, led us into this. And um, I know that there's a lot of there's a lot of power play coaches out there. Trust me, I got all of your mm-hmm. – are they tweets anymore? I don't even know what they are anymore. Yep. All of your X's. Uh, that just sounds weird to say. But uh, the power play has been been pretty good of late. Yeah, you, that deserves a woo. Actually, like way more than that. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> like way more, we than, that. more than that. Yeah, yeah uh, definitely. You guys are making it look – way too easy uh, at times and we all know it's not but that being said what is it when you get in is it just you get in a groove everybody's where they're supposed to be and it works is there that kind of feeling because it's hard for you know one guy goes on a heater you've gone on on that sebastian is is on one right now but for a group to do that how hard is that to to stay in that zone yeah it's tough i think uh opposed to a lot of twitter believe twitter users beliefs we do watch video for the power play we watch what other teams are going to do so we, we prepare for it, and we, uh, we try to scout for it as best we can. But we have our own plans and, and own ideas of what to do and know our strengths. And I think, yeah, right now we're just all kind of uh, not overthinking it. I think it's the easiest part is to be simple and, and be direct and been doing a good job. Well, uh, that's uh, one of the things that leads us to when we talk about the Internet. Um, you were found to, uh, you know, everybody knows your, your great ride, your whip that you have. <laughs> With the broken windshield and, you know, that you put the miles on it. But it uh, comes to find out that you were given a car for the playoffs last year? Two years ago, yeah. Two years ago? Yeah. All right. Uh, how many people have heard this story before I go on? Yeah. All right. So, all right. So, we're not going to ruin this for anybody here. So, Seth Jarvis has given a brand new car. I believe it's a Dodge. Mm-hmm. Hellcat. And it's a Hellcat. Yeah. Uh, if you know the name, it, it's fast. <clears throat> so, here is... Rookie Seth Jarvis in the playoffs doing – you had a friend with you who wanted to find out how fast it could go and you want to do yeah. some donuts in the parking lot? Yeah, someone from the team. Uh, I don't quite remember who it was, but we were driving. Uh, he wanted to see how fast I could go on it and what I could do with it. So I was after practice, we have kind of like a long stretch of, uh, of road, of straight, before you have to make any moves or turn or hit anything. So – we were just kind of messing around in the car, and I was doing a couple, like, burnouts, spinning the tires, a little smoke, whatever, drifting a little bit, but uh, having fun in it, being trying to be safe. And uh, I finish a couple. I come back to do one more, and I see Rod kind of walking out right beside my car, kind of looking at me, and he was watching me do a few, I guess, and he just kind of looked at me like I – like, he wasn't that mad at me but because he, he kind of expected it from me at that point. But he, like, kind of looked at me like, really? Like, are we going to do this now? Like, right before the playoffs, just not weird timing for it. But I was having fun, whatever. I didn't really think anything of it. That all happens. We go to game three in Boston, and we do a lineup card, and someone does the starting lineup before every game. And uh, 
usually he walks around, says something, and hands it to the guy. And he goes, walks around, talking, talking, whatever. I'm minding my own business, not even looking at him. I don't even want to read. I don't try to read. So I'm just kind of looking at my feet. And he goes, we're going to give it to Louis Hamilton. I kind of looked up. I was like, who's he talking? Oh, he's talking about me. He has a card right in front of my face. So he's comparing me to the F1 driver, obviously. But it's uh, it was just a fun, funny coincidence that he had to watch me be an idiot in my in my new car for for a couple minutes. Now, was that one of those moments? Because you're still newer. You're like, yeah. oh, my God, he might send me back to the minors for something like that. Well, I figured out it was too late for that. But I, <laughs> I definitely thought I'd have a sit-down conversation with him about the safety of the road and, and uh, street rules. <laughs> Uh, would everybody in here be surprised to know how funny Rod Brindmore actually is with his sense of humor? Would you be surprised to find out how funny Rod Brindmore yeah, is? Yeah, I mean, honestly, a little bit. <laughs> I, I guess I, I could see it. He, yeah, He's, he does seem like he'd crack a few jokes. Not He doesn't quite crack with, with me yet, but uh, we'll get there one day. I think one day. Yeah. That's, I think we're on that path. But there is uh, another story to come back in, in your beginnings in Winnipeg. Uh, that we can you know, kind of go down this road. And I want to keep it in the, the vehicle department for people who don't know. Your parents are educators. Your mom was a, uh, and I'll do it in the, the Canadian parlance for you, a grade five, grade six teacher. There we go. And it's not fifth and sixth grade. It's they put grade in front. Uh, and then they put the R in front of the E in every other word that they have in Canada as well. Uh, but And your dad's a, a vice principal. And you said the first thing you were going to do is you're going to get your mom a brand new car mm -hmm. uh, because the van, as yeah. you were being driven to the airport to come to Carolina, got a flat tire, and you were pretty sure that the car wasn't able to be on the road even before the flat yeah. tire. Yeah, we. Uh, oh, <laughs> that thing's been. Uh, it still sits in our driveway. I don't know what we're doing with it, but it's. Uh, it hasn't moved in a few years. Thankfully, I was. Yeah, I was able to buy my mom a car uh, when I kind of got the the money to. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you've seen it, you would understand. You'd be like, it's not, it's not that nice. This is like kind of a safety thing. It, uh, I used to, when I first got, got my license, that was like the car I drove for a little, like we, me and her shared it. And so like you turn it and the wheel like cranks, like it makes a cranking noise. The back door, the one behind the driver's side door wouldn't shut. So you have to drive like this, like holding it closed. Or if like you had someone, and like you might think I'm joking. I'm so serious right now. It's not even funny. If you had someone in the car, like you put them behind there to shut the door, like hold it closed, and then like the la the the hitch, the gate, the lift yeah, gate, the lift gate, whatever at the back, the trunk uh, wouldn't open. It was so rusted, it like couldn't open anymore. And there's no AC, no heating, and like in Winnipeg, it gets really cold in the winter. So like my mom would be sitting there with no heat. She'd drive with, like two blankets and three jackets on, like freezing. So uh, it was tough. It was tough to see her kind of go through that and do that. But she did it out of love for me, and so I could play hockey. And so when I got the opportunity, that's uh, the first thing I ever wanted to do was buy her a car. Seth Jarvis, everyone. Uh, I know your family is big in, in your life and in getting you to this point. Your brother, Caden, as well. Uh, the, the question is, who made who tougher? Did you make him tougher or did he make you tougher? Because if you've ever grown up on a street where there are two brothers, there is always something going on where a mom or a dad or if you're the neighbor, you run away because you don't want to get caught in the middle of it. Uh, so who made who tougher in that relationship? Well, I think mentally I made him tougher. I think he had to put up with me for a long time. <laughs> I, he's six years older than me, so he absolutely tormented me physically. But I could kind of win the mental game a little bit. So I, I was always kind of a, a wise ass with my mouth and, and smart with my comments. But he would just pummel me any chance he got. And so, yeah, like you're saying, there's a few times I think my neighbors probably are wondering what's going on. They hear yelling. I'm running out the front door. He's kind of chasing me or, or whatnot. But 
it's been, uh, yeah, he's been a huge part of my life. It's luck now I can beat him up. So he doesn't even try me anymore, <laughs> but it's been, uh, it was fun growing up just, uh, having him there. Just so you know, you're a professional hockey player. Now you shouldn't be beating up your older brother. I still do it. He, he deserves it. <laughs> Uh, the, the other aspect of it though, and, and I have, n- I've never asked you this about playing other sports growing up because, you know, everybody thinks, you know, Canada, you're playing hockey and then, you know, you get, you know, a couple of months to play something else if you want to, but you played football. Yeah. How much did you love it? And, uh, what, what did you play? I love football so much. My dad was a football player. He played a little bit in college. And so he, he didn't, he doesn't even want to skate. He didn't know anything about hockey. So I kind of got put into football right when I got put into hockey as like stuff to do in the summer keep me out of their hair and let them enjoy their summer as teachers. So I would be out playing football and uh, it was, it was so much fun. I, I loved every bit of it. I think I love just the contact. <laughs> I like just hitting people, having fun. I was a quarterback. So like I didn't really hit people, but just any chance I could get to, to have fun with my friends. And it's just a whole different way of thinking like hockey players, like I said, are all kind of the same boring, whatever, but uh, you, you get to play a football, you get another aspect, another sport, different view. And it's, it's so much fun. And, and I mean, in Canada, for people who don't know, a little different than what we played on yeah. here, 55 yard line, end zones are huge. Three downs, three downs. You got to throw the ball. You have a rouge if you don't run the ball out of the end zone yeah. on, a, on a kick. So, I mean, it's funny how, and I, I'm an eighth Canadian where I grew up. So I know, <laughs> I know a lot of the rules. Uh, that being said, do you ever have that point where you're thinking, you know, maybe I could have been, you know, a pinball Clemens or a Doug oh, Flutie or, I know. thought for sure when I was like nine years old that I was going to the NFL, I was so set on it. And then like everyone started growing around me and I wasn't very big anymore and I couldn't really see over my offensive line. So it, was, it, it became a reality. It's probably not for me, but yeah, for like two years of my football career, fully convinced I was going to go to the NFL. No, but thankfully for us. It would have been cool to be in the NFL, though. I'm not going to lie to you. It would have been kind of fun. Well, I mean, it would have, but, I mean, then you'd be boring. You'd be giving them those boring True. answers. So, yeah. can't yeah. do that. True, yeah. yeah well, just, I mean, nobody knows any quarterbacks who say anything outlandish nowadays. We'll just <laughs> leave it at that. That's a groan for you folks who do follow. Uh, so, we're all set. Uh, but you, you get into hockey. You start playing all around, you know, Canada. and start playing in Winnipeg. You're playing for a bunch of teams. Is it – fun or when does hockey for you go from being because we watch you play and you have so much fun and you're laughing and even though you're diving in to the front of the net and you're getting hit and you're getting cross-checked you just seem to have fun did it go from a point for you where all right no not, maybe not the nfl but maybe the nhl <laughs> like i'm i'm getting asked to be playing for these teams and you know I'm, I'm leading teams and scoring and things are going really good was there that that moment was there an age where you're like you know maybe maybe this this can work out for me yeah, when I was about 16, I think, was my first year of junior hockey and my first time moving away from home, and it was fun. It was it was, it was was tough, but I think that was when I kind of realized, oh, I, this might have something. I might be okay at it, might be, have a passion for it, might be able to turn this into something uh, I can do for a living. I was in school still. I was awful at school, so I kind of wrote that part off and just kind of <laughs> went through the motions there, And, and but uh, kind of bet on hockey, and I'm, I'm glad it worked out. <laughs> I'm sure mom and dad would really love, love to, to hear, hear you one. say that. <laughs> Apologies to everyone in yeah. Winnipeg and the school system there. But you, you, how hard is it you know, for a 16-year-old? You go to Portland, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're either way, if unless you're playing for something in, in Manitoba, you're going one part of the continent, you know, either to the East Coast or the West Coast. How hard is it to just pick up and move and know that you're going to be away from your family like that? It was tough. I, I like 
yeah, Portland's 20. It was like a 26 hour drive, I think. So I was making that every year, which wasn't fun. But uh, yeah, moving away from home was not good. I, I didn't, the first couple of weeks of it, I think I really struggled. I sucked in school. So that was tough. It was new. So I was new people, new uh, environment. So I didn't really have, I wasn't myself. I was kind of just all keeping everything inside and uh, it wasn't good for me. And uh, yeah, I phoned my mom at one point and I was like, I don't know. I was like, I kind of want to go home. But uh, she was like, you're not welcome back here. You're staying up there. <laughs> so I was like, okay. And then uh, as obviously as time went on, it, I grew really close to the guys on my team and it, it became the best time of my life. I, I love junior hockey so much and just being able to, to be out there and make so many new friends, so many new connections uh, was unbelievable. Well, I thought she was going to say there's no way the car could make it there. And yeah, back, that too. So you're <laughs> stuck there. So, but it, I mean, as you say, it turns into the best time of your life mm -hmm. and you look back and it's, I'm going to be honest with you. It wasn't that long ago for you that you yeah. were in it. So, but is it, is it one of those things where, as you say, you're, you're kind of forced, you, you have to adapt. You got to figure it out on your own. And now that you want to grow up a little bit quicker, but you, there are other guys in that same circumstance, right? Yeah. Does that kind of make you, you band and, and even bond? I hate to use words like that, but bond together. Like you have your real brother, but now you've got guys who you kind of grew up with in, in junior. And those are guys you're going to be friends with forever. Exactly. Yeah. I have guys that, I kind of came in around the same time. Like we go to high school together, have classes together, hang out all the time. Like you're around the same age. So you kind of on the same schedule or whatever, but those guys I talk to still every day. I, I go see as many as I can in the summer as possible. Whenever, uh, whenever we kind of meet up, everything kind of aligns. We go, we go hang out with each other for about a week or two. And uh, it's just, it's just so much fun. And yeah, like you said, I have a brother at home who, who I love, but uh, I, I made a ton, ton there and a ton of, ton of people that I'll, I'll never forget. Does it does it feel like just three years ago that you were there, or does it feel way further than that for you now? Uh, a little bit of both. I think like I still talk to guys that play on my junior team, so like in that aspect, I'm like oh, I wasn't there that long ago. But to think back on, it's been I've been in the NHL for going on two and a half years, kind of. So it's been it's been a while, but I still have people back there that I can talk to and, and still kind of feel like I'm part of the team a little bit. I ask them how it's going, how the coaches and, and whatnot, but it's, uh, it's fun. And now they're asking you for advice. Do you have any? No, have one, you, have no one really asked me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they kind of let, they, they know I kind of beat to my own drum. So they, <laughs> they, they kind of, they're like, all right, whatever. All right. So take us back to, to draft day. You know, you're going to be a first round pick. You're, you're there, you're sitting in the, the stands, you're waiting for your name. And then all of a sudden the Carolina hurricanes step up and announced Seth Jarvis. One, did you have a clue you were coming to Carolina? Or was it a total surprise that you were coming to Carolina? Well, we weren't in the stands. Like, we were COVID. I was in my oh, living room. right. You were in your living room. Oh, that's my living right. room. The worst part about it was, like, so there's this, like, running joke that Winnipeg doesn't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> and so we're, like, sitting in the draft, and I have my laptop in front of me. Sitting there, like, we have to align all the couches. Certainly, we have, like, lights pointing at us, whatever. And no one in my family is moving. Like, my dad's sitting next to me, my mom and brother on chairs behind me. No one's moved because no one wants to mess anything up. But we have like, we probably had 15 people in the house, which at the time wasn't really allowed, but like it's the drafts or whatever. <laughs> and so everyone's in the house. We're all kind of crammed. I have my buddies in the, beside me watching the TV and they're probably like 15 feet away and we're kind of sitting there and the picks go by, picks go by. Carolina comes up. I don't think I'm going to Carolina. I don't really remember talking to them too much. I had kind of the teams in the range, but Carolina picks and they pick and my laptop freezes. And so I don't know I get picked. The TV is like 15 seconds delayed probably. So by the time the laptop comes back on, it's like kind of panned me. And then the TV pops up that I got drafted. So everyone's freaking out now. And then all of a sudden, 
everyone's figuring out, everyone jumps up and down, and then the Wi-Fi just cuts. And like you can kind of see it in like the draft video. The the computer goes from like, oh, like it's okay, like whatever graphics or whatever, it looks all right. And then it kind of like shakes, goes orange, and then just stops. And they kind of cut the feed to my house, I think, and just went back to like the NHL panel or whatever they were talking about. So it was <laughs> I didn't help out the Winnipeg no Wi-Fi thing, but it was it was so much fun and it was, it was hilarious that that was of course the way it was gonna go was something's gonna get messed up. I'll let you get on an inside joke here for every Carolina Hurricanes fan with the draft. What happens before every Carolina Hurricanes first round pick in the draft? They go to commercial. So nobody here even knew that. They Perfect, went, were yeah. probably right commercial. You guys right didn't now. miss anything then. And you brought up something that I think we all forgot about, like COVID. That yeah, that seems like ten years ago. That had to have been even more difficult for you. That sucks. That. Yeah. yeah, we did like our like normally for the draft you go to like a combine and you interview with a bunch of teams, but we didn't do that. So I had all these f- Zoom calls that I had to do, and like I was kind of making the own schedule, and so like I was trying to plan stuff out on like so they wouldn't collide, and I have Zoom call, and sometimes I'd mix them up and like have the wrong team at the wrong time, and I was not doing a great job at it, and so I kind of handed it over to my mom to handle, but. It was. It wasn't fun. It was way more chaotic and hectic than it needed to be. You can just blame the Wi-Fi in Winnipeg. Exactly. It's not your fault. That's it. Uh, we are thankful that Winnipeg has produced Seth Jarvis, and he's going to be thankful that the internet works in here. <laughs> questions from the fans coming up, Seth. I cannot wait for. Actually, I can wait for some of the questions, but cannot wait for some of the answers. More with Seth Jarvis coming up here live. It is Kane's Corner at the Backyard Bistro, brought to you by Storm Brew and R and D Brewing, right here on 99.9 The Fan. Here, good rush by Orloff, going end-to-end. Dimitri Orloff shields himself. He'll take the hit from Jensen, gets it out in front, and they score! Seth Jarvis jams it home. Orloff sets it up, and we're tied at two. Now, that is just one of the 15 goals that Seth Jarvis has scored this year for the Carolina Hurricanes. And... We're at this portion of Kane's Corner. If you've been here before, you know that uh, I, I take the easy way out. I ask you to come up with questions for our guest, and uh, you have delivered in, in more ways than one here tonight. This might be the most questions. I, I don't think I can read all of them, uh, and that's just based on appropriateness, not just oh, my uh, inability to read. <laughs> but uh, we've got a ton, so we'll just get right to it if you're ready. Fire them. This is from Sammy. Other than – the hashtags, yes, fetch, though. I mean, shouldn't it be, yeah, Jarvie? That's all right. I love Svechnikov. All right, we'll let it go. We, we all love Andre Svechnikov. Yeah. We all love Andre Svechnikov. Yeah. Right? Okay. But we love Seth Jarvis more, correct? Yeah, there we go. There we go. Other than napping, what does Seth Jarvis like to do on days off? Oh, jeez. Um, napping honestly takes up so much of the time. Uh, I play video games a little bit with some of the guys on the team. Uh, that's kind of it. I, yeah, I don't do a whole lot. I should probably get more active in, uh, trying to get out, but I, I, I like staying at home and, and being in my own space. In a zombie apocalypse, which player on the team is getting eaten first? KK. KK 100% is dead within the first six and a half minutes. Cause he's going to think he can probably go out there and try to kill something, kill a zombie or do whatever, but he is so dead. By the way, it's so funny because the person who sent it yeah. has Kokinyemi as their avatar. So that works out well. Uh, this is from Lauren. How do you feel about all of the bobbleheads they're making of you? Do you have any ideas for future ones? I love them. I think they're really cool. I like the NASCAR one. 
I'm still waiting for a full set of teeth for the bobblehead. That's my only ask <laughs> is all I want is just a nice, clean, white smile. But, I, yeah, I mean, other than that, they've been great. Uh, ideas for bobbleheads, I don't know. I, like, I, I, I don't know. I'm not very creative. It I, could be one of, I mean, it's. I don't know if it'd be a good, I don't know how it translates as a bobblehead, but it could be of one of you napping. And then, you True. know, you could, you know, but your head could, you know, wake you up. Yeah, so. maybe. I'm trying to come in the Hellcat. In the Hellcat. There, hell we, go. Hell yeah, hell there we go. Yeah. Now we're talking. Good ideas here. Uh, I'd say we're cooking with, and I'm just going to leave it right there for all of you Canes fans there. Thank you. It's not my line. <laughs> uh, Julia wants to know, and this is important, what is the first thing that you're planning on doing in Mexico? Oh, um, so yeah, I've heard a few good suggestions. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, just probably, just, yeah. Can I, can I say? You can, you can say have you, drinking. You're, you're 21 um, years, you're 21 years old. That'll probably be the first thing I'll do. May go to the beach he's, and enjoy, enjoy the break. Enjoy the warm weather. He's going to have his first ever, first ever alcoholic beverage. There it is. He's, again, he's going to be 22 at 22, the time. Yeah. Just one, one, remember one water per one margarita. Yeah. And you'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thank you, Julia, for getting him into trouble. Uh, <laughs> Chloe, who is your favorite teammate to go on a road trip with? I know Chloe is Canadian because she spelled a favorite with a U. It's a smart, smart girl. Smart girl. Um, favorite. Yeah. Oh, see, I mean, this this is where they try to get you in trouble because somebody's going to be like, why isn't it me? No, they probably know. That's <laughs> why. Um, oh, there's a few. I like. Like Marty, like Martinuk is a great one because he's like a big food advocate. And so he has all the good places. He knows all these tiny little spots in all these cities now. He's a fun one. Um, I'd say him. Yeah, I like to eat and he likes to eat. So we, we get along pretty good. Well, then this question goes right into uh, toe with this one. Amy Johnston, it's Girl Scout cookie time. What flavor do you want this year? See, I don't know the flavors. There they are. Um, All right, hey, can here bring them, bring them up. We're gonna yeah. do this quickly. There figure, we are. Figure you. this out. All right, what do we have here? Oh. Well, we have the Adventurefuls, which yeah. are. Oh, I can read them to you, and then you. Well, can I can read too, Mike. I well, can read too. I just figured I'd take that off this. your plate. No, I got this, Mr. Hamilton. I just yeah. want to make sure. <laughs> um, I think the caramel. Okay, you might have to say that one. Oh, the delights. Delights, yes. It's no, it's just delights. Delights. All Caramel right, yeah. delights. So they're unbelievable. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, now I got my grocery shopping done for the week. I'm happy. I, I'm all good. I love the old football. It just comes yeah. right back into That's play. Tucked it. No, no, you made sure. Nobody's fumbling with that one. No. Well done. Uh, the Caramel delights, by the way, are the play. Always. Oh, beautiful. Uh, this from... <laughs> KS, where do all the Harvard shirts come from? Did you raid Trip Tracy's closet? Oh, funny enough, Tripper likes to send me and Jacko some pictures sometimes of him in his old Harvard gear, like his hoodies and stuff like that. But uh, no, that one came from, uh, if you didn't know, Jack Drury recently graduated Harvard this summer. Yeah, clap it up for him. That's, uh, that's no easy feat. And uh, so he got a Harvard alumni shirt, and rightfully so, he gave it to me. And now... I cut the sleeves off. I, I got it as a tank top, and I wear it under my gear. Uh, there is a question. I have to find it. Uh, my apologies. I saw it earlier. Uh, do you have any shirts that have sleeves? I got a few. I, I got a few. I, I was really proud of my summer. I thought I put on some muscle, so I decided to take all the sleeves off. And uh, 
that's kind of what happened. That's kind of how it resulted. In. I mean, when hey, sun's out, guns exactly. out. Exactly. That's why I'm prepared for Mexico. I got all my <laughs> tank tops ready. And so it's it's Jack who started all of this. Yeah, it's Jack's to blame for everything. So Trip's been trying to take some credit for that. Well, Trip's a Harvard alumni too. He's a smart guy. Yeah. Oh, this is all true. Uh, so, <laughs> any plans on fixing your broken windshield? No. Good. I'm gonna let that one rock. I think. Uh, yeah, it seems like too much to ask. I, I don't. It doesn't really bother me too much anymore. Uh, is this is from Morgan? Is there anything more you can tell us about living with Sebastian Ajo for a month? And did you ever get on Fishy's last nerve? Yes, all the time. Um, I don't. Living with him was like it's pretty. It's great. Obviously, he's he's, uh, he's a lot of fun. I think. Uh, I don't. I think like people have like idea of him like serious and whatever, and, like really dialed in. He's not. He's goofy. He, he messes around a little too much. Uh, he, he likes to have fun. I, like we we hung out. We we were both in COVID, so we were around each other probably a little too much. So he got started to get sick of me a little bit. Um, I think the only thing I really did to get on his nerves is every time we watched a movie, I have this bad thing where I fall asleep right away, no matter what. So every movie we watched, I'd fall asleep. He keep trying to wake me up because he really wanted to show me the movie, and I'd keep falling asleep. And I think that's kind of what pissed him off the most. All right. I have I have a follow up. Did you ever open up the sauna and Tavo was just in there? No, Tavo didn't invite himself over. He he did pop in a few times, just kind of unannounced. And I mean, no one really cared. Everyone wants him there anyway, so it was nice. All right, fair enough. Uh, this is from Susan. What's your favorite activity during the off season and your favorite band? Ooh. Favorite activity during the off season? Oh, jeez. I don't. Yeah, again, I don't do a whole lot. I like mm -hmm. going. I, my friends have like uh, cabins, like on lakes, so uh, I like to go out there. I like to just kind of invite myself to their their cabins, and uh, and just hang out there for the weekend. Uh, favorite band? Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's uh, a hard question. That's an impossible question. Maybe right now. Is that a band? That's an artist, though. Mm -hmm. Band will go Mount Joy. I saw them in concert last year. They've uh, they're really good, and uh, I got to meet them actually, which is really cool. All right, so along the same lines, uh, everybody has seen that you have an awesome song playlist, and you were coming into a song by Chance the Rapper, Acid Rap. This is from Linz yeah. for your walk-ins to an away game once. What are some of your favorite artists to listen to before the game? Uh, an offshoot of that is like, do you have like a a playlist, a mix before the game. No, I, it goes on whatever I'm feeling that day. So if I feel like I want to listen to rap, like Enchanted Rap or stuff like that, it kind of switches. Um, yeah, in that case, I think I was—I saw a lot of people asking what song it was. I think it was Juice at the time. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of different people I listen to uh, before a game. Like I said, it kind of switches. And uh, yeah, whatever I'm feeling at the time, if I want to feel really dialed in, then something maybe, I don't know. Actually, I never really feel dialed in, so it's usually something pretty light, <laughs> pretty easy to listen to, and something I can kind of sing along to you know, on the bus. We now know that you've got your shopping done for the week, exactly. so this might be a redundant question, but uh, any update on your cooking skills? Have you finally mastered mac and cheese? Mastered mac and cheese? Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, yeah, it has, they don't, yeah, they don't come out very often. Due to the 3 o'clock game the other day, I had to kind of make food for myself. And I, I didn't feel great. I think I, something was not right in the food I made. But so my cooking skills are still a work in progress, and I still try to invite myself over to people's houses for them to cook for me. <laughs> but it's been, it's getting better. I'm trying my best. That's, that's a smart move. I know. By the way, I think right now you can say you learned how to boil water, and you'd get a huge cheer <laughs> out of everybody here right now. <laughs> it's true. 
Uh, Sam Prevo. We uh, now found out how to say that. The T is silent. Uh, if you were a chicken nugget, what is up with all the food questions for the guy today? Uh, if you were a chicken nugget, what sauce would you want to be dipped in? Chick-fil-A sauce, hands down. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm sorry, the correct answer was hot mustard from McDonald's. Oh, That's geez. the correct answer. Don't you dare Jeez. knock that. We are, you know. Uh, um, this... <laughs> This comes in. Oh, I found out the question where do you have any T-shirts with sleeves? Uh, so that's good. Is there an F1 team you root for? If so, who's your favorite driver? That's from Hannah. No, I watched the F1 series a little bit, but I, I can't. I don't get it. I don't understand it very much. Exactly. I do like it more than NASCAR because there's more turns and stuff like that. But it's fun. I don't really root for anybody. I don't watch it. So I have no idea. Uh, Kylie wants to know, have you and KK managed a duos win yet? Yes. Me and KK <laughs> are getting better. We're on to call of duty now and we really suck at call of duty. So we played for like two hours today and didn't, I think we had like six kills combined in two hours, but it's, uh, I brought up the idea we should stream on Twitch, but <laughs> We realize you probably want to watch decent video game skills and it's not there. No, because I'm going to tell you right now, you take that. And the next question I have is, did you think about maybe streaming on Switch like uh, your teammate, Marty Natchez? Yeah. Maybe duo stream together. I know. No, he had a whole setup going. He's got a, he's got a nice little setup for that. So he, yeah, he, there's no way I could do better than that. He did awesome. By the way, for those of you who don't play video games, six kills in two hours. Not, not good. Not very not good. Not good. Frustrating. Right there. Uh, this is a great question from Catherine Bartlett. Uh, when the Hurricanes make the Stanley Cup final sometime in the near future, what are the two or three Western Conference teams you would like to face off against? Oh, God. See, this won't be um, built. This shouldn't be bulletin board material. Just saying, I hope there... not. Um, Vegas, because they won. So it'd be fun to take those guys down. Um, well, would you want to see Winnipeg in the final? Yeah, Winnipeg. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Yeah, Winnipeg would be fun. And uh, hmm. uh, maybe Dallas. I think we. I feel like we have good games against Dallas, so that'd be a fun one. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, Gen X Pirate, non-hockey related. Curious about your experience in North Carolina so far. Have you been to the mountains, to the beach? And have you tried Eastern North Carolina barbecue? These are all very important questions. Yeah. Uh, no to all of them. <laughs> I have not. You're going to have 800 pounds of North Carolina barbecue at your locker tomorrow. Just so you're going to have to take that up with Roddy then. <laughs> he he can sort through that one. But uh, yeah, I like I said, I don't really leave my apartment very much. I I, I like staying at home. I like I like being by myself. Uh, Jonathan wants to know. First, thanks for carrying my fantasy hockey team. That's from Jonathan. Second, now that you're a Wiley veteran, how do you feel you've matured on and off the ice since coming into yep. the NHL? Uh, ooh. On the ice, um, I don't know. I think I, I'm better defensively than I've ever been or I was when I came in here. I think Rod trusts me a little bit more, which is nice, so I get to play a little bit more. Uh, off the ice, I think I've only got more immature. I think I've gotten more comfortable with everybody, and so that kind of brings the more of the kid out of me. And uh, I'm trying to dial it back. I'm trying to grow up a little bit, but it's not uh, not going well. Uh, this is from Chloe. Don't ever change. Yeah, thank man. you. Uh, this is from Chloe. Does it ever surprise you how much fan support the Hurricanes have on the road? P.S. Thanks for always being so kind and signing autographs in Vancouver. 
Oh. Um, no, not at all. I think it's cool. Uh, obviously, we know how great our fans are here. But I think when you see them on the road, it's been uh, it's been fun to just see the Hurricanes brand, I guess, growing. And uh, there's no reason why you wouldn't, uh, wouldn't want to root for us. Well, folks, that ends our time with Seth Jarvis tonight. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> Dynamite job, Seth, per usual. Uh, He is Seth Jarvis of the Carolina Hurricanes. If I didn't mention, he's tied for the lead in goals. And the Carolina Hurricanes will take on the Detroit Red Wings on Friday, 7 o'clock. It'll be on TV. It'll be on the radio. We will see you there. For Will Patton out, our on-site engineer, Rusty Helzer, back in the studio, and everybody else who's here. And more importantly, Seth Jarvis, everybody. Thanks so much for coming out here to the Canes Corner. Enjoy the hockey.